Yes, today I am joined by Turner Sports host and reporter, Ro Paris. Ro, what's going on? Man, I'm alive and breathing. Happy to be here. Appreciate you for having me on. No problem. Thanks for joining me. So how's, how's, how's things going at Turner Sports? I know the COVID has everybody ramping things up, making things, big things happen in a different way. You guys are doing a good job over there. No, I appreciate that. It's a little different. It's not what we initially planned you know, as far as um, when we began this season, this is, you know, not what anybody expected. Obviously, 2020 has been a yeah. year unlike anything we've ever experienced. But, you know, just like anything, uh, you know, in sports, you have to adjust. You have to pivot, and that's essentially what we had to do. Yeah. You know, we, we started doing, you know, remote programming from home, and, you know, we've been gradually getting more people back into the studio. Right. Right, right. Yeah, I was able to go to Turner Studios um like a year ago. I love the experience. It's like a family it's like a campus when you go on when you walk on it's like a campus. You can feel like it's a big family in there. I right, love the experience right. when I was there. I loved it. Right. No, it it's definitely and people like to throw that phrase out there all the time when they refer to where they work. It's a family. And you know, sometimes that's that's taken with a positive connotation or a negative connotation, depending on who you're talking right. to. Um, <laughs> right. But, but, but at, at the way things are set up at Turner, yeah. um, and, and I, and I asked this frequently, I was like, where is the, the template? It seems like there's a certain template or a blueprint to where you have to check these certain boxes in order to be welcomed in. Right. Because there's only, you know, there's only a certain type of individual that works in between those walls. Everybody is pretty much, you know, very, number one, hardworking, very loose and relaxed, self-deprecating. They understand it's, you know, all about team at the end of the day. Everybody understands their role and they play it to a T. So uh, everybody works together real well. And, I mean, and it's it's like a happy family. I'll say yes, that because I've, I've worked places to where <laughs> they say it's like a family and it's like, yeah, it's like a family, but it's like one of those dysfunctional families. Right, right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I said I was outside looking in and I could tell it's genuine there. Everyone I can tell is genuine. I love the experience. I love it. No question. It's NBA season, unlike any other. <laughs> yeah. COVID interrupted the NBA season. Now we're at the NBA Finals. Take us in your thoughts on the timeline between the NBA stoppage and it resumed when it resumed at on Walt Disney World. Hmm. Wow. That's a lot as far as, <laughs> as your I thoughts mean, so, the, the way, yeah, the way the, the way Evan Silver orchestrated NBA's return. Man, and, and, and before I even get started, I have to tip my cap to number one, Adam Silver, the creme de la creme of any commissioner in any sport in the world just for right. his leadership. He's been faced with so many issues since he came in to replace the great, the great David Stern, who, right. you know, took in the NBA to levels it had never seen before. And he's done a more than admirable job, just um, a- admirable job navigating just, I mean, when you think about everything that happened with Donald Sterling, as soon as he stepped yeah. in his door, yeah. um, just that situation alone, handling that, uh, correctly, you know, then you move forward. You think about the way the, the, the gambling has exploded, and at first it was taboo in sports. Now, all of a sudden, 
the NBA was the first to really start making deals with, you know, the likes of MGM and things of that nature, you know, whether it be social media. I mean, Adam Silver has been at the forefront. He's seen the future, even things he didn't expect, like the pandemic, although there is language written in the collective bargain and agreement that right. plans for, for, for something like that called a, a – I think it's called a force – Majeure or force made something something along those lines, but right, right. there's actually language written in the collective bargaining agreement for a situation like this. But right. it kind of got off track. Um, tip my cap to Adam Silver, Michelle Roberts, and also Chris Paul, and all yeah. the you know the the figures within the the players' association. Everybody right. came together. While there were other sports that couldn't figure it out and were figuring right. over money and trying to figure out how to test, the NBA came together and the yeah. Players Association said, okay, let's figure this out because we want to do this. Okay, we have some issues, but we're going to work this out and yeah. come up with the optimal solution for everyone. Right. And the NBA has become like a like an influence, I mean, like a, like a um, blueprint, because like NCAA basketball is about taking about bubbles now for their um, tournament and upcoming season. Right, right. And, I mean, we – and, and I say we, and I say we with pride because I feel like, although I'm not clearly behind the scenes making any decisions, right. just being a part of the NBA family, it's, yes. a, it's, it's similar to the Turner family. People in the NBA, it's a very small circle. People all, all know each other. Um, I got my foot in the door at Turner right. by way of a relationship that I had from when I was working for the Dallas Mavericks and I had a relationship within the NBA entertainment office. So every okay. it's it's a very it tight circle the way things operate. Um, right. But but yeah, the, it's it's been awesome. But yeah, the, the NHL took notes. Um, the NCAA, as you said, they're trying to come up with a plan so they can play college basketball this season. Right. Um, we pretty much laid the blueprint on how it should be done. And I mean and. and People can say what they want. We know that the NFL is the cash cow. It by yeah. far is, is the, the largest, um, you know, professional sports league. It generates the most revenue. You know, if you right. take Major League Baseball, NBA, and NHL and take their revenue combined, it doesn't equal what the NFL brings in. Um, right. but, but that night on March 11th, I was actually on air when the league shut down. When, we, when the NBA shut down, then right. everybody else followed suit. Yes, yes. I still remember the video um, where Cuba fell back in the chair. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll never forget that. Ever. <laughs> yeah, that was woo, man. I mean, I, I mean, at, at, at the time we we're thinking. Number one, I had no clue what a pandemic was. I I wasn't familiar with that term. Obviously, right. I became very familiar with it as soon as things started yeah. escalating. Uh, yeah. You know, at the time we're thinking, okay, well, all right, this is. This is bad, but, you know, we'll be back in, like, you know, two weeks or something. You know, it'll right. be cool. Nah, man, like, the, the, <laughs> next, the, the next night, because that was a Wednesday night, I remember vividly, if, if I remember correctly, I want to say I was on air Tuesday, Wednesday. No, 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 no. I was at work Tuesday, but then I was on air Wednesday when the news okay. broke about OKC and Utah. Yeah. And we were actually on air when that happened, and we weren't sure at the time. Of course, nobody said it was a COVID-positive test. But I was on the air that night, and I was on the air the next Thursday night. And that's when they had I – I can't remember if it was Dr. Fauci, but, but there was a specialist that was on via CNN. It might have been Dr. Fauci, but basically he said, we're more at the beginning than the end of this. 
And at that at that moment, I was like, yeah, this can't be good. Yes, and it wasn't. <laughs> nah, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yes, now we're at the NBA Finals. This, that's not some good basketball play throughout these playoffs. That series between Utah and Denver was crazy. Yeah. Jamal Murray and um, Spider was going back and forth. I love that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we, we've seen – and that's and that's one thing about the bubble that, although it, it's, it's great to have basketball back, there's been so much – uh, there have been, been, number one, so many great storylines, but the right. unpredictability of what's going to happen. Yes, yes. You know, n- nobody nobody saw what – well, I'm not going to say nobody, but the general public, the casual NBA fan, didn't expect to see Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell have that face-off like they were Larry yes. Bird and, and Dominic yes. Wilkins back in, you know, the, the late 80s. 80. No, no, yeah, nobody, nobody for the most part saw that coming. So um, – um, that that was awesome to see, and it was like, anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything right. better than you. Right, right. right. Fifty point games back and forth. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, man, that was yeah, that was something special to watch. Yes, it was. Now we're at the finals, the Heat and the Lakers. The Lakers have gentlemen swept swept everyone so far. Right. We'll see, we'll see how the night plays out. Jimmy Butler can't reviews with that forty point triple double. They're going to need him to keep to keep that up the rest of the series. Seth Bams will be coming back tonight, but he's going to be hurt. But having him on the floor is going to be a mental edge regardless. That's more like a mental boost on the floor with him back regardless. It's going to be a major shot in the arm. When you look at Bam, we've heard a number of players say on the Miami Heat, whether it be Jimmy Butler or anybody else down the roster, Bam is the heart and soul of that team. Yeah. He was someone, you know, came in who was, a, you know, a mid-first-round pick, was expected to be an energy guy, and that he was early on, but we all know about, the heat culture, how yeah. they are down there as far as player development. So he clearly has reached his – well, I don't want to say reached his ceiling because I still feel like he still has, you know, probably a little bit more to go. But he right. showed that he can be an all-star. He showed that he can anchor the paint. He shows that he can facilitate an offense. You know, we've we seen him put up 30-point triple-doubles, all-star, right. um, you know, to, to me, there's no limit of what Bam can do. Exactly. What's your thoughts on the injuries impacting the playoffs? Everyone is saying this is LeBron's easiest path to the championship. I don't buy into that because <laughs> injury, injuries are a part of the game. You can't forget LeBron played NBA Finals without Kyrie and Kevin Love. I mean, people, people just bring up things because they don't like LeBron. LeBron gets so much heat from people that just don't like seeing him win. Correct. And – while I say you still have to win the games in front of you, you can't help but to look at, and, and facts are facts, you just can't help to look at and see, wow, that's interesting. Wow, that's interesting, too. And, and right. this, isn't, this isn't my personal opinion, but one of my buddies brought this to my attention. Big Laker fan, huge Laker fan. He's like, listen, I'm telling you, bro. Bro, I'm telling you. Kobe's upstairs pressing buttons, talking to the basketball guys, and right. working it out. So. Right. And he's like, I'm like, man, come on. I'm like, no. He's like, yo, no, word is born. Check this out. Remember when they played Portland? Portland came yeah. in hot. This is not just traditional. AC, next thing you know, you know, game one, everybody's like, ooh, Charles Barkley yeah. saying it's going to be a sweep. The next thing you know, Dame Lillard gets hurt. Then you have right. CJ getting hurt. You have all these things happen. Right. Now, if they stay healthy, we don't know what happens. Maybe the series still comes out the same. But it just seems right. like, wow, okay. So that's one thing. Then you have the Houston Rockets who didn't start a player over the height of 6'8". 
Right. And, you know, they had this situation with Danielle House, although he yes. wasn't a regular, regular contributor. Right. You know, you still had that situation, James Harden, not necessarily playing to the level that a lot of people expected him to. So you have that. Then you move to the Western Conference Finals. The Denver Nuggets, they're exhausted. They played two uh, full seven-game series yeah. already. Tom yeah. Murray comes up a little gimpy. You know, you have the, the the free throw disparity. I believe that was in game three or four to where the Lakers shot more free throws. Anthony Davis and LeBron made more free throws than the Nuggets actually shot in the game. Yeah, yeah. You see all these things happening. And then, and then game one yeah. of the NBA Finals, Goran Dragic goes down. Bam goes down. Then Jimmy sprains his ankle. So he's he, my buddy's been just like, yo, I'm telling right. you, son, I'm telling you. <laughs> Is Kobe upstairs? He, I'm just like, all right, whatever, <laughs> be whatever. Yeah, he wasn't on the jersey. He undefeated. I mean, he, he, yeah. he, he his spirit is death there, and that's part of big motivation is trying to win this title for him. That's no, and, and, and it and it makes sense. They obviously have added motivation. It's not like they didn't have any motivation already. We're talking about the Los Angeles Lakers here, arguably the greatest franchise in the history right. of the National Basketball Association. I'm sure, pretty sure Boston right. Celtics fans will probably, you know, raise an eyebrow to that. But, I mean, you right. know, they, they're going for championship number 17. 17, yeah. You know, yes. so so um, they haven't been to the playoffs in, in years, first time in the finals in 10 seasons. LeBron's trying to, you know, snatch another ring before, you know, he's closer to the end of his career. Anthony Davis is looking to make noise. So this, right. it's, it's, they already had enough motivation as this. Jeannie Buss at the top kicks her, kicks her brother out years ago, um, right. you know, to, to run the show. Magic Johnson comes in. Oh, this is great. Magic is here. Magic says, I'm leaving. So now right. Rob Palenka. So they have so much motivation already internally. And then the untimely demise you know, of, of Kobe, Gigi, and the other yeah. passengers on that on that helicopter yeah. man in January. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's pretty much all laid out. Um, you know, it's the motivation is there, but then the added motivation is there as well. Um, yeah. I would I would be shocked if they don't win the championship. Yeah, it's, tonight's going tonight's going to be a big game. Definitely a big game. I think LeBron's going to be. I think LeBron's going to be in attack mode. We all know LeBron has games where he fills out the games he attacks. I think he wants to get this over with. <laughs> That's not yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and 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 we'll see. The the thing with LeBron is you don't know which LeBron you're going to get because right. you know, the majority of LeBron's career, he's always obviously number one, a high IQ guy. Yeah. However, he's more a pass first facilitator. Let me get my teammates involved as opposed right. to the aggressor who's going out to get his own yes. shots. Right. Yes. Like he did when he closed out the Nuggets. He's he yeah. told Anthony Davis. It's my time. And yeah, they got out the way. Yeah, and he scored nine straight at, at the end of the game. I mean, that was yes. you know we, yes. we rarely we rarely get to see that version of Bron and right. um, where he has that killer instinct. You know what Mike had when he you know was black hat. You know when Kobe was you know doing the mama mentality. It's like you know we see right. the Miami Miami Heat against Boston Celtics game six where he drops forty six twelve and eight. You know yeah. he has you know. But we don't get to see that LeBron all the time. And um, we're sitting in the back. I'm actually watching that game, me and Big Fella, me and Shaq are watching that in the back. Because um, we weren't sure that the Lakers were going to win that game. We were both watching it because Denver was still hanging around. And um, me and Big just looked at each other like when he, when LeBron started hitting. First, first Big was like, nah, he ain't going to hit that. He dropped one. 
Right. I was like, then I was like, nah, he ain't making that. Then he hit two. And then he kept going. We just looked at each other like, <laughs> okay, I, hey, Bron's trying to go. He's trying to move forward. Go ahead, Bron, Bron. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Crazy. You found a home at Turner Sports. Who would you say was the biggest influence on your career? Biggest influence at Turner or just in on, general? Your, 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 in general, your whole career. Influence you on your, on your way to Turner Sports. My biggest, well, there's, there's been multiple. Um, but the, as far as an on-air personality that, that is in a similar position, my guy was always Stu Scott. Okay. You know, God rest his soul. Stuart Scott was one of the reasons I chose to pursue, you know, this, this field. I was already in it before Stu got popping. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I take that back take that back. Stu was popping since 92. Let me take that back. Let me take that back. Um, he was someone that I watched that I gravitated to. I'll, I'll say that because there were other right. anchors around that I was paying attention to. Um, right. But when he started to really catch fire, that's when I started paying attention because he was on around 92 when okay. ESPN2 first started, 92, 93. Right. But he didn't really start catching fire until around 96. Um so that's when I started paying attention. I'm like, oh, there's a guy on TV that looks like me, and right. he's he's uttering, you know, the same hip hop that I'm listening to on my Walkman. Right. So so I always paid attention. Um, there were other anchors that I like, you know. Shouts out to to Kenny Mayne, who's hilarious. I I wish I could do what he does. He's just hilarious on a whole nother level, um, right. you know. But but Stu was the guy. Like it's like okay. If, if I want to do this, I probably should look at the path that he's traveled and try to walk that. It's not going to be the same path, but let me try right. to walk that path. You know, other guys, right. shout out to Mike Hill, who worked at ESPN as well, also right. with uh, with Fox. He was um, a mentor of mine who helped me. Um, so that that's on the on the the sports anchor side. But as far as the music side, because obviously I have a background in music. Right. DJ Jazzy Jeff, DJ Scratch, DJ AM, and my OG Steve Nice from Texas. Okay. All those, all those guys played a major part. Um, and also Big Ticket. I'm gonna throw Big Ticket in too because he's kind of like a hot okay. He's right. done. He's a DJ, but he's also one of the best ever to do it on television. So right, shout out to um, the basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so it's it's like a mix of of everybody as far as you know, people that have played a major influence. That's what's up. You have a great career, man. I'm sure it's not a day you don't like going to work. That's what it's about. <laughs> that stuff was about. Find something you love to do. You never go to work. That's what right. It's about. Right, right. Nah, no question about that. I, I tell my friends all the time, I, I get excited when it's time to go to work. So the, right. the pandemic kind of hit me hard because I was having to work from home. And I have, like, right. probably – the ultimate bachelor pad. I don't have a desk in here. Like it's really, <laughs> I really set it up. So I come home and don't work. So having right. to work from the crib was a challenge initially, but I figured it out. Right. That's what's up. That's what's up. What's the thoughts on Rivers going to uh, Philadelphia? Cause they got swept by, by, um, by the Celtics. They was missing Ben Simmons badly. They were missing. It yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, as far as that goes, and I kind of got a couple of side eyes, for, you know, after they lost, because I got love for Doc. And he's a man that looks like me, so I never want to, you know, dump on a guy that looks like me, number one. Right. However, at the end of the day, it's a a bottom line business. 
It's about wins and losses and, you know, can you capture a championship? This team at the beginning of the season talking about the Clippers, they were supposed to win a championship. That's why they they were constructed. Yeah, I mean, that's why they – that's why they gave up a million draft picks to bring in Paul George. Yeah. You know, the team was constructed to win a championship, and they fell short. And then yeah. when you look at, you know, Doc Rivers, who's been, a, you know, a great coach in his day, when you just look at the numbers, the numbers don't help the situation because you look right. at most most blown 3-1 leads in NBA history, he has yeah. three of them. Right. Most game seven losses in NBA history, he's the leader with eight. And – um, you know, not only does he lead the league in, in most um, 3-1 comebacks where he was the loser, there's other three other times to where his teams blew series leads. Right. So, so the numbers didn't help him. So with that, with that being said, I, I didn't think that the Clippers were going to let him go. I thought they were going to reshuffle the roster and maybe keep him right. You, you, can't, you can't deny him as a leader. Again, right. I, I, bring, I bring it back to, to the Adam Silver situation with Donald Sterling. He led that franchise through that situation, was, right. was, was the face of the organization, pushed him through that. With everything that's happened this year as far as social yeah. activism, he's been one of the people in the forefront that's been a voice. So, that, like I said, I don't want to dump on someone who looks like me, but it, as a journalist, you have to put those questions out there. It's like the numbers right. don't look good for Doc. Right. True. Right. Very true. Because when they blew that 3-1 lead to Denver, I, I couldn't believe it, honestly. They, they, I, Kawhi didn't step up. We talked about Paul George didn't step up. I mean, they had three chances to win one game. They couldn't put them away. With those, those caliber of players, that has to happen. That yeah. has to happen. <laughs> I mean, you have, you have three chances to put a team away, and you have double-digit yes. leads in each game. That's that's what, to me, if, if I mean, it, it was already bad enough, but – when you're up by 13, 19, when you're up by 15, that much yes. and, and you can't close the game, uh, that that's just – but, I mean, to me, the whole Clippers team, they just from the outside looking in, they just seemed to be in disarray. There was no yeah. cohesion. Right, so, right. You know, and, and, and it's not all their faults. You can't, you can't plan for death. Um, Montrez Harrell, sixth man of the year. Loved him and his family. You know, he loses his grandmother, who played a major role in his life. Uh, he loses her during the pandemic. You know, you have the situation with Lou Williams, Williams, yeah, who probably, yeah, who probably could have made better judgment as far as, you know, what right. he chose to eat that day. Um, you know, but then the team as a whole, then you have, you know, when everything broke with Milwaukee, yeah. you know, walking out and, and, and pro- doing their, their silent protest or peaceful pro- protest, the Clippers were one of the teams that voted to say, right. we'll, we'll go home. Right. Um, the Lakers did as well, but, you know, those are the only two teams. So we right. see the Lakers on the floor. They've been, they appear to be extremely focused to where the Clippers is like, okay, right. if you look at it, the Mavericks probably could have beat the Clippers in the first round if they don't right. lose the unicorn. Right. Um, so the Clippers just, they didn't look right. Um, the cohesion wasn't there. You know, this is a team, I think, I want to say it was like 19, 20 games total in this whole season, including playoffs, to where they had everybody available. Right. And, you know, that's generally something you don't see with the championship team. You know, you want to have some type of consistency and cohesion so there's some chemistry when you're going towards the playoffs. Very true. Very right. True. I, think, I, think, I think the Clippers were in a locker room and took, took in fact that they had so much talent, but they didn't overlook it. They had that much chemistry. That's what I think killed the, killed the Clippers mostly. Yeah, I'll agree with that. But 
also from a basketball standpoint, you don't have a, a focal point as far as a facilitator. And as much as Chris Paul wanted to get out of there, they probably needed someone like a Chris Paul to right. facilitate the offense because Kawhi has been a great player, a finals MVP, defensive player of the year, all that, but he's generally not the main facilitator for an offense. Patrick Beverly, right, so. love Pat Bev. If I was an NBA player, I would probably be Pat Beverly, but he's not a league guard facilitator. Neither is Paul George. The Clippers, in my opinion, they need somebody that can facilitate, whether it be someone like a Chris Paul. I really wanted to see Derrick Rose figure out a way to get out to Los right. Angeles, but apparently he didn't want to leave Detroit. That's just from what I understand. But just a right. lead guard, something similar to what the Lakers have with Rajon Rondo. You know, even if oh, they're not, yeah. if they're not going to play starters, men, it's just somebody that can come in and facilitate. Because I love right. Lou Will. Lou Will running the two-man game with Montrez was awesome. But again, Lou Will is a score first. You know, backcourt player. All, that, that, that's a reserve. I mean, he has what three right. six men of the year. So they need a lead guard that can get them set up. So you don't have players playing out of position, doing things they're not necessarily comfortable with. Yeah, set out the raise on Rondo. He's he's, he's huge for the Lakers the last couple last few games. Huge. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and you know, playoff Rondo, who apparently doesn't like to be called playoff Rondo. He he, no question. He has a beautiful basketball mind. His intellect yes, is on another level. And when you combine that with what LeBron already brings to the table, right, right. I mean, hey, I, the Lakers have everything that they need. Shouts out to Frank Vogel, Jason Kidd, the entire coaching staff, Miles Simon, et cetera, et cetera. But when you yeah. have those coaches on the floor right. that can, you know, implement and ex- execute the game plan, but then also adjust and see things before they happen, I mean, the Lakers just have the advantage when you have those two guys on the floor. Yes, they do. And it's obvious Rondo has developed a, um, a chemistry with AD. Oh, well, constantly yeah. You saw day. Like, well, wow. well, yeah, but, but the, 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 the thing is, and if you go back a couple of years ago when the Pelicans made their run in the playoffs, when they knocked off Portland in the first round, you know, they, they were on fire. And it right. was Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, and Rajon Rondo. So the chemistry is already there. They have familiarity because of the Wildcat connection, playing in the summertime, but then also playing for, you know, the time that they were there together with the Pelicans, they already had great chemistry. Right. That's uh, right. Bro, thank you so much for your time. You have a busy day ahead of you. Thank you for joining me on NBA panel. Just like to have you come back at a later time and you're free. Thanks so much for your time. No, it's all good. I appreciate you having me on. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll chop it up about basketball again i'm not sure when <laughs> when the season's going to resume um it's it's kind of i don't want to say troubling because there's so many other things happening yeah. in the world but right. um you know we really don't know when the next season is going to happen so i'm i'm savoring right you know all, all the games you know i'm hoping that we can have an extended nba finals i mean i'm watching w nba also so that's right. I, I, the more basketball, the better. There's not, there's no, um, there's, there's no, um, what you call it? There, there's no last dance that's gotcha. going to come and save us, um, you know, right. during the off season. So, yeah. Um, speaking yeah. of dipping, speaking of dipping in WNBA, Seattle going right. to work on Las Vegas right now. Yeah, I mean, but they're supposed to. I mean, and 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 this is no disrespect to, to Bill Beer, who's, you know, a, right. a, an NBA champion. 
right. first off. But then as a coach in the WNBA, he's been one of the greatest coaches ever in their league, right. you know, championship after championship after championship. Right. But his Vegas team is a younger team, you know. Yeah. On top of that, you know, they lose their sixth woman of the year to an injury. Yes. You know, they're, they're already yes. – they they made it they they made it to the finals. They're one of the top two teams in the WNBA, and they're doing it without Liz Cambage, who actually yeah. like it's like all the odds were against them, but they still figured out a way right. to make it to the finals. Asia Wilson wins the MVP. Right. Um, so so listen, I tip my cap to them. However, on the other yeah. side, Brianna Stewart. You, you, <laughs> hey, you you have arguably arguably, and Can- Candace Parker. Don't get mad at me, Diana Taurasi. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. I love you two ladies. To me, uh, Cynthia Cooper, don't get mad at me. But when you're talking about B. Stu, you're talking about possibly the most decorated basketball player in the history of the game. Cheryl Miller. Cheryl Miller. Sorry. I'm I'm, no disrespect (laughs) to Cheryl Miller. Right. So, so, but, but B. Stu, man, she, she is just on a, on a different level. So you have her. She's coming back after missing last season. You have yeah. Sue Bird coming back after missing last season. They're yeah. already a part of that, that UConn lineage that, you know, wins championships all the time, and then that's translated right. to them being teammates, the storm winning championships. Um, so, listen, if, if you're going to yeah. lose to somebody, and then, and then Rihanna has more motivation because she's coming off that injury, and she right. feels like she should have won the MVP over Asia Wilson. So she has added right. motivation. Bro, she dropped 15 points in the fourth quarter of game one. And she yeah. outscored the entire Vegas team. So, she, <laughs> I mean, she's been motivated. Um, like I said, Sue Bird set the, set the playoff and um, finals record for record. assists. Yes. Yeah, like she said, she has the, the quarter assist. I mean, yeah. the, the, the quarter assist record, the half assist record, <laughs> and the full game. Like, right. So, I mean, she's already the all-time leader in assists in the league. Right. One thing I think that should change the WNBA is the format. I think the finals should be a seven game like like the NBA like the NBA does. I don't like the the best of five. I don't like the yeah. finals. Yeah, I mean, and my thing is this. Obviously, if if I was the commissioner, I would probably do things a different way. But there's a reason why I'm not. So right. they they have it they have it formatted formatted a certain way for a reason. It works right. for them for now. I do agree with you. I wish that the finals would be a seven game series. That would make sense to me. Right. Um, because like it seems like you know once you get up two zero, it's like all right. Well then that's it. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. So uh, they maybe they gotta yeah they gotta be Seattle three times street now. Right. I don't see that happening. Right. Right. <laughs> now 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 I'll say this. Never never count out the aces because we saw what they were able to do in force of game five That's in the previous true. round. Um, you know, they've been down double digits. They were down what? Six. I think they were down 16 in right. game five against the sun. They managed to come back and win in game in game one against the, um, against the storm in the finals, they were down by 19 and they cut it uh, all the way back and they even scored. They just didn't have right. enough energy to, to pull it off. So they got toughness. They got grit. Right. I don't I don't expect them to win the series, but they can listen, make it I'll interesting. Su- I'll be surprised if they get swept. I'll be surprised. Yeah, yeah, Angel McCarthy over there, Human Torch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fire that will. <laughs> and 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 the sad thing about it is she's been so impressive in the finals during right. her whole career, but she's still yet to win a game in the finals. She's zero and ten yeah, in final games. Like that's and, crazy. And and I don't I don't. I don't think she is now. I got to check my stats 
but she entered the finals as the all-time leading scorer in the finals, averaging right. 31 points per game, and she still has the record for most points scored in a finals right. game. Um, yes, you know, she, Yeah, so, I mean, she, she – I want her to get a win just because, I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got a ball tonight, though. They just got to put up some <laughs> work tonight, bro. Yeah, man. Bro, thank you so much for joining me, man. I definitely saw it in the future. Thank you. Thanks for your time. It's all good, brother. It's all good. We'll chop it up again soon. Yes, sir. Enjoy right, your day. Out. Respect. Salute. Yes, that was Ro Paris, Turner Sports Social Reporter. Thanks for joining me. Till next time.